0: Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast.
1: I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave for another exciting episode yes we are up to 33
0: 33 yeah if any of you were looking for us last month sorry time got away from us <laughs> man <a little> bit. <laughs> and we were extra busy but yeah. uh but we're glad to be back here with you this month um talking about remarkably bright creatures by Shelby van
1: Pelt mm-hmm. so just to quickly summarize this um this is actually about a um a relationship between a um giant Pacific octopus yes. named Marcellus McSquiddles, which I absolutely <laughs> love that name. Um, and um the cleaner of the um aquarium who comes in every night and cleans the um the floor and the building and stuff. Um and so they've developed this relationship and um and it's it's a, a very sweet story. Mm-hmm. Um it's the story of Tova, who's the cleaner. And her life, and how Marcellus Marcellus has the secrets to everything she needs to know. Yeah, basically, and um, and how it um, comes out. In the story. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't and want to go into too much that's detail. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think the most noteworthy thing people need to know is that, like, don't be turned off by the fact that one of the narrators of this book is a giant Pacific octopus. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> I read a few, you know, sort of like real life reader feedback, and they're like, oh, I didn't know what to think oh. when I heard octopus. And then. The yeah. octopus is maybe the most entertaining part of this whole story. Right, right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, this is a good one uh, because the book takes place in the Pacific Northwest. We decided uh, there's really um, only one choice for the Pacific Northwest, and that is craft beer. Mm. Uh, and so today we're drinking cold IPAs, um, and it's uh, it's nice and chilly, even it though it's a cold day here. So, cheers, cheers, Kellers. and what do you think?
1: Oh, that's pretty good. You are a, f- a big
0: fan of IPA. I do like IPA. Yeah,
1: crisp and hoppy, and that's exactly what it is. Yep.
0: Um, we're drinking Sam Adams, even though that's not a West Coast brand. <laughs> well, no,
1: <laughs> but that's Boston. Um, but
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not always an IPA drinker. I it it has to be the right one. This mm-hmm. one's fine. Mm-hmm. I like this. Um, it's a it's a good level of hoppy for me. So, um, we'll be enjoying this beer while we get into. Tova and Marcellus and the crew Mm -hmm. but before we do
1: that um what have you been reading since we last met well not only did we not have time for this podcast last month I haven't had time to read either it's like I think it's my focus actually I don't have any focus these days (laughs) so it's hard to sit down and read a book um but I am working my way through Lady Clementine by Marie Benedict okay and I and I'm only on like chapter two or three um but I I am enjoying it um Especially since we read the Eric Larson one, mm-hmm.
0: the splendid in the vial. Yeah,
1: the splendid in the vial, and um, and she had a minor role in that. Mm-hmm. But this is more of her story, and mm-hmm. um, but she was a minor role and, but a strong role. Mm-hmm. And so this is the story of their relationship. Yeah, from the beginning. I did I tell you this already?
0: I by happy accident read. Lady Clementine, right after we read this, oh, the did you? Okay. So I had an interesting time, like having read about her in his story, in Churchill's yes. story, and then hearing all of that same, not all of it, because the the Larson book covers a whole year, and that was right. that's pretty in depth, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, but hearing a lot of those same highlights then from the fictionalized right. Clementine perspective, yeah. I it was fascinating. So, um, and did you do that because? Marie Benedict recently visited. Yes, yeah, so okay. when I
1: after I saw her, I did purchase a couple books and I I did that one and I did the um I think it's the Agatha Christie one.
0: Okay, The Mystery of Mrs. Yeah. Christie, yeah that one. Yeah, that's a good
1: one too. Yeah. Um just because, you know, you don't hear too much like I don't know anything about Ag- Agatha Christie's life story, right?
0: No. So I didn't know
1: that that
0: mystery about her that she disappeared uh, right. I had no idea. So, yeah. So I'm going to try and make my way through that. Great. Too. So okay.
1: those, those are the two.
0: Okay. Um, I'm still relying heavily on audiobooks to uh, make my drive better. And now that a major highway is under construction, <laughs> it's going to be, be lot of work. <laughs> 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 my, my drive has extended about 10 minutes. Oh, so right. I'm getting a few more to listen to, which is good. But I did. um, I read Drunk on Love, the new Jasmine Guillory book. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. That one was cute. It takes place in a vineyard, Um, the same, like, fun, you know, flirty romance. But this one was cute, and it started a little different. Um, The main character has a fling with a guy she meets in a bar, only to find out the next morning... (laughs) that he's a newly hired employee at the vineyard she runs. (laughs) She didn't hire him. Her brother, who was like the co-owner, hired him to work. And uh, so when he shows up for orientation, they're both kind of like, ooh, what do we do here? So so that was a good, it was a strong start for the story. Um, I read Local Woman Missing, or no, I listened to that one. And that was, um, it had a good twisty ending, which I liked. Um, I read, or listen to a place to land, which for anybody who was big into um, where the crawdads sing, mm. this was a this was probably a good like read alike. Um, the story of two aging sisters who have kept a secret for forty years, and it has stopped one of them from talking for the last four decades. And this new young woman comes to town and sort of helps them break down what what happened. Um I read Clown in a cornfield oh, too. Brendo Lives.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I have to tell you why, why, why like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: For as much as we loved Clown in a Cornfield, I you don't have to run out and read this one. Now here's the thing: I don't want to bash Adam Cesare because I was really entertained by Clown in a Cornfield, and honestly, if I maybe had waited a little bit longer to read this, the distance may have. Oh, you know what I mean? Like some, right. like Clown in a Cornfield was so good, right? And then this one, it it's still like that horror film slasher vibe. But the story is a little less well constructed. Mm. Um, it's it felt like it was just like a reason to put the three of them back in danger, um, but also not a surprise because of how friend and or how Clown in a Cornfield ends. Right. So right. Um, read it if you really loved Clown in a Cornfield and you want to know how the end of that book. Really ends, right. in the sequel.
1: But if you're just fine with, right. <laughs> if you don't care about knowing
0: that, skip it. Um, I finished. Um, I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. I don't read a lot of biographies, um, and this this one was a little tough to read. This mm. was Jeanette McCurdy was a child actress, and um, she did not understand. The way that her mom was quote unquote caring for her was not really caring for her and until her mother passes and she has the time and help that she needs to like reflect on it and do some healing and then i f- I finally got my hands on lessons in chemistry, which oh, I really loved. yeah, yeah. um it's on my list, yeah, that's a good one. So I won't tell you too much about mm-hmm. it, but i I really enjoyed it. so um yeah, so it's we had I had a number of weeks and a lot of time in the cars.
1: Right. <laughs> so there's that.
0: Okay, so we've covered the books we're reading, we've covered the drink we're having today. Are we ready to do the spoilers for remarkably bright creatures?
1: We are. All right,
0: so here we go. Three two one spoiler alert. I worried the entire time about Marcel's dying.
1: Oh I know, and I remember I texted you I and know you said did. And you, and I said to you I said I was so worried. <laughs> If this, if he dies, I'm going to be so upset. And you, there was just, you came back with, I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. This is what you came back with. Like, I don't know how to respond I mean, to your text. It's, I can't an, tell it's you. a natural evolution. But, oh, well, I, I loved Marcellus. And we're, we're prepped from the beginning because he tells you Marcellus
0: tells you what his lifespan is. And he knows how long he's been there.
1: Right. He's When we meet him, he's at 1299. Yeah. And his lifespan is fourteen sixty four years. Yeah, right. So he had yeah. actually one hundred and sixty one right. days left. Right. He yeah. He he knew. So we're at the end of his life, and and so like I said, it's it's inevitable that he's going to die because it just is. But you're like oh, no, because he was so he, he was so pompous. <laughs> It's true. It's hard to believe we're saying about an octopus. Yes, but he was (laughs) so pompous and condescending and whatever. But, I mean, he thought that, well, in the end... Where you get the name of the book, right? He thinks that humans are remarkably, remarkably bright mm-hmm. creatures. But up until that point, he's very, you know, disdainful of humans, and they leave fingerprints all over. Yeah. They leave trash all over. You know, they we're all idiots. We're all idiots. Yep. Surprised, you know, that we survived. And yeah. you know, yeah. he's got four years. We got a hundred or you know yeah. whatever. So, <laughs> um, but he was just so um the way he's portrayed obviously he's a character in a book so mm-hmm. he's just uh but the way he's portrayed he's just this um caring creature on top of all of that you know he's like a cr- uh crotchety old man yeah. who, who you know <laughs> yes yeah. who um that give, comes across as being you know crotchety and whatever and but is really caring under, underneath all of that. Yeah. And so him and Tova, who's the cleaning later developed this relationship over the years yeah and come to find out that Marcellus can get out of his uh, his tank. enclosure
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah I I jumped into
0: this and this <laughs> right I'm gonna back up a second so Tova is the is the other main character of the book she has gotten this job cleaning the aquarium after her husband died her husband had a short kind of fierce battle with cancer. He passed away. She needed something to, like, fill her time and keep her busy. And so she gets a job at an aquarium. She's doing this thing that not a lot of people like to do. Not a lot of people like to do thoroughly. Toba takes it pretty seriously. And she finds out kind of by accident that Marcellus has been roaming the aquarium at night when she helps free him when he gets caught up in some trash, right? Cords. he got- Oh, in some cords. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, um, and then so Marcellus like begrudgingly sort of <laughs> is grateful, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he didn't want to die that way. Allows
1: her to help him. Yes,
0: and so, but then just sort of keeps an eye out for her. And I'm I'm reminded again reading this fiction book about the like other nonfiction books and and documentaries that have come out recently about how smart octopi are. Um, You know, you've heard the story about the one that escaped back to sea because it got out of its tank and, like, went out through a floor drain in Australia or something, right? And, like, they're just – they're very crafty. (laughs) They're very intelligent. And and this fake, you know, fictionalized version of this octopus is no different. So they come to be friends because Tova saves him. He's a little wary when she approaches him thinking that he's going to be in trouble. But she keeps his secret. And she doesn't tell anybody so that he can continue – Roaming the aquarium at night to do whatever it is he's doing, whether that's eating the other fish. Well, right. Or... And, you know, and they keep
1: saying like that Terry, who's the aquarium owner, right? He keeps saying, you know, my um, my uh, seahorses are down yeah. by 10 this today. And I don't understand. Disappeared. <laughs> it's like and yeah. then at one point they're weighing Marcellus. Oh, my gosh, she's gained 10 pounds. Well, how could that be? Yeah. And it's like, well. Yeah, so he's
0: he's the culprit making the other fish disappear. So and then in the, and then we have Tova's life outside the aquarium right. where she's she's got this group of friends that they're pretty um they're really reliable about getting together on a regular basis and checking in with each other and um and Tova in another facet of her life has a an estranged brother who's living in a assisted living facility. And we learn a little bit about their relationship um, as, she, as she's reflecting on her time with him after he dies. Tova also is relaying information from 30 years ago. She had a son, um, Eric? Eric. Eric, who died mysteriously. And it was suspected it, suicide. Yes. And but Tova doesn't believe that that's what happened and she sort of carried that for 30 years and um and and we've as we're hearing more from Marcellus and his observations of her and things he's like he's seen in the ocean before he came to live in the aquarium we know that there's more to that story and we and the and the and not the mystery of the book but the 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 hook of the book really is how is he going to relay what information he has well, to Tova? It's
1: like foreshadowing, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, the whole book was foreshadowing, right? Like from the very beginning, where he says it's the key, like the actual key, yeah, a metal that key. she dropped, yep. Yep. Um, and then he gives it back to her, and he's by feel of it, he's seen the key before, um, before he was rescued, right. Down in the deep ocean. So, Mm -hmm. and then you're, so there's one piece, right? So now you're wondering, okay, gosh, you know, and that's what keeps you going through the whole time Mm -hmm. because these little pieces are just dropped from many different characters. Right. So you've got this whole
0: secondary cast too with, the guy from the grocery store. Ethan. Ethan. And and then Cameron, who mm-hmm. is a young man who's down on his luck and searching for his father. Yep. And he comes to believe that a wealthy real estate developer who's living in the Pacific Northwest is probably his dad. So he's just he's his plan is <laughs> <It's laughs> just, just to get just up and show go up on his doorstep <laughs> and give him the good news right. and see what comes of that. <laughs> and um and he's He's making some not great decisions in this way. Well, you know,
1: he he he's one of those ones that because I mean his life growing up was not great. His mm-hmm. mom was pretty much a drug addict and yep. kinda left him. He lived with his aunt. His father, you know, was non existent. Um so he blames the universe for his problems yes. when actually he is the problem. He's creating some of the drama yeah. in himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, and he's like, he's waiting for sort of a like a magical fix, mm-hmm. and, and he, he thinks, and he thinks s- this Simon is going to give him money. Yeah, is is that? Mm-hmm. So he makes his way to Tova's town. Tova has an accident where she falls off a step stool and can't clean the aquarium for a while, and so through a series of events, the aquarium hires Cameron to fill in while Tova is recovering. And so Marcellus then meets Cameron and puts some pieces together that we're fed through reading the story over a long section of. Oh book. yeah, Marcellus puts this together in five seconds. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we're given the information <laughs> right. over a hundred pages or something. Right, and so. Um, yeah, so the, so Cameron shows up. Cameron is starting to like make friends and sort of feel settled in this. T- I cannot remember the name of the town for some reason.
1: Uh, Sower's Bay. So- okay. So- Sower Bay.
0: And he's feeling a little bit more settled here. He's finding that the work at the aquarium he likes it and he's good at it and he's um and he's he's hoping that they're gonna see that he's done a good job. Um, he went into it thinking it was just going to be temporary, but Tova has, like, trained him on the proper, (laughs) like, cleaning tech whatever, and he's, um, and he's doing a good job, and he's befriended Ethan from the grocery store. Ethan's letting him live in his camper in the driveway. Um, Ethan has a little crush on Tova, which is this cute little sort of beeline romance in the works. Right. Um... And Tova herself has made some really big life decisions after her brother dies. She visits the facility to collect his personal effects, and it's it's great. It's like it's described to me as sort of like a resort, right? Like, right. I'm getting the feeling it's that like it's, a
1: retirement village. Yes. yes,
0: and it's and it's expensive, but she's it's explained through the story that this is this is not going to be a concern for her. She's not wealthy, but right. she's got enough to live comfortably for. Her, you know, the rest of her life and and she makes the decision without telling any of her friends and, and her family has, you know, her family has dwindled um, that she's going to move to this place. And so she sells her house and that the the story about the house and her family coming from Sweden was really that's I, we don't have time really to talk about it here, right. but it's a good part of the story. And then um and then she figures out the thing that Marcellus knows
1: Yes, I think Ethan figures it out
0: first. I think so too. Yes,
1: yes, and tried to talk to e- to Cameron about it. Yes. But he got mad and just ran off
0: because he thought Ethan was bad mouthing his mom. Yeah, right. Because there's there was a an event in past. Yeah, and so ultimately, we as we learn more about Eric as a teenager, about Cameron, and about Cameron's mother through these character to character conversations. There's that's basically what we're hearing is like every time two people have a like a deep heart to heart, we get another piece to this puzzle. Right. So so we've come to know that Eric and Cameron's mother were like secretly a couple when they were 18. Correct. Okay. Yes. And people believed that Eric was out in that boat on his own, yes, when he fell into the ocean and died or right. jumped into the ocean and died. Right, the
1: speculation is there. Right. So, what do you think happened? So, when I think about this, I'm not really sure of uh, Cameron's mother's role in the whole thing. Okay, you know what I mean. That's the one missing piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle that I don't understand. But so, when they're describing it, when everything comes to light, and Avery, Avery was Cameron's girlfriend when he got into town, right? Yes, he meets her when upon right. arrival. Mm-hmm. So when She's talking to Tova. She's talking about how... Um, does she save? Avery talks someone out of jumping off the pier. Yes. And that yep. person is the one who was talking about... The sound, the sound of, of the boom. boom. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I got out of that was... That the, it was a sailboat, was it not? Yep. Okay, so then they, as the sailboat would do, the thing flips around and mm-hmm. not hit his head and knocked him off. Okay, that's what. And I she g- was there. And she was there. Okay. Yes. So okay, that's what I. That's
0: how I understood it too. We never get a full, clear cut mm-hmm. explanation, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. I think based on what we get from everybody, they were out on the boat. I don't. I'm not sure if Eric knew she was pregnant. Yeah, that's not clear. But that something happened
1: with the with the sale and it knocked him into and she couldn't save him. Right. Okay. And But why so the, but here's my question though. See, but like what did she do after that? Because obviously she didn't say anything. I think she was just like that traumatized. traumatized. And that probably yeah. started her downward spiral to right. become the drug addict and I have all of yeah. her problems. But yeah, yeah it's like hmm. And then at some point she herself
0: contemplated suicide right. after after Cameron was born. Right. Um, so we find out that then Cameron, she, she leaves Cameron when he's a toddler. He goes to live with the aunt. Um, the mother has, they don't even, they don't know if she's alive even they at don't. this point, right? Right. And the rich guy is not, in fact, his, his father. father. His father is this 18-year-old boy who died in this boating accident. Um, and... And Marcellus has, because he's a treasure hunter,
1: he is. has he enough is. <laughs> of the
0: little treasures to, for Tova to be able to put all this together. Right. And um, because of the people, the, the relationships that have been formed, there's enough background information about what happened here and what happened here and what happened here and what happened here that everybody eventually, they figure it out. Right. And we learn that Cameron is Tova's grandson. And... That's enough for her to decide not to, like, move away. She sets up in a condo in town, and she can be close to Cameron. Her fledgling relationship with Ethan is is growing, and they're getting to know each other a little better, and she finds herself with this family that she had been, like, missing since Eric died and then since her husband died. And so she's got not a second chance. That's not the right way of putting it, but another opportunity a, a to yeah to renewal. create this little family yeah. unit
1: that she's that she's been hoping for so and then the most important part of mm-hmm. the story is that she marcella gets out of his tank and um oh for the it was the ring he gave yes so when he's out of his tank He goes into the Wolf Eels tank somehow. Yes. Yep. Yep. And gets gets the the ring back. But anyway, she finds, so he can't, because he's getting old, and every time he gets out of the tank, it sucks more life out of him. Yeah. It's like harder to recover. Yeah. And so he's sort of like this weekend after three days. (laughs) (laughs) So she comes in and she finds Marcellus on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. And she can't really get him back in the tank, so she is where she puts him in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she scoops him up and she puts him in a uh, bucket and pours water over him to kind of revive him a little bit. And then she wheels him out to sea. Drags him all the way out to the beach and lets him go. Oh, and yeah, so that he can... I'm not
0: going to lie to you. I was a little teary-eyed. Oh, right I, now. So I was look.
1: too. I was too. I'm thinking, no. <laughs> no. At least he didn't die in captivity. Well, well, and, and was his, that was his—that
0: was his desire, right? right? Was right. He didn't want to die in the tank. Right. Um. I think that was maybe the kindest thing she could have done for him, right. knowing that he was approaching the end of his lifespan. Right. Um. Right. And he, so yeah, even if it was only for a few minutes, and we don't really know how well, long. Well, you asked there's in the like water. one
1: last chapter of him in there, like what yeah. of him speaking of your his thoughts or right. you know, narrating the chapter or whatever, um. And then, but I don't think it says, like, it doesn't say his eyes closed and he's just gone, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It says, after my release, I swam away from the rocks with haste and soon there was a drop off. Down, down, down into the depths, the bowels of the sea where no light reach, reaches, where once as a juvenile, I found a key where I return now to lie with the long disintegrated bones of a beloved son. So he, So he was there when Eric died and now he's gone to the same place when it's his time. I'm getting a little choked up reading it again right now. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. I had no idea that in 200
0: and whatever, 200 and no, 350 pages that I would grow to love an octopus right. as much as I did. I know.
1: It was just such a touching story. And, you know, now that you just read that, I don't think that. Um, so we know this, but Tova doesn't know that Marcellus... Was with Eric when he no, passed, right? Which no. might have been a comfort to her, perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder if she puts it together though, maybe. given the trinkets that Marcellus has retrieved. Like he had the Eric had the ring on, and Marcellus brought, you know, has that, and he had the house key, and right. so like, Tovo. I mean, this is a book, right? Right. <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> right. fictional <laughs> tale. She was pretty attuned to the messages he was sending by the end, so right. I'm hoping that maybe she figured it out, right? So, but yeah. um, this was a bad. Everybody was raving about this one on on the the boards that I'm on online, and I thought,
1: I'm not be? a I, I'm not an animal like I don't Can like talking animals best? in a book. It's just not my thing. But this one mm-hmm. because he was so humanized. Yes, you know, yeah. And I and I'll tell you that the
0: last book that I read that everybody was like it's the greatest book I've read ever was Crawdads. Oh, and. I'm in. This is an unpopular opinion. I'm in the minority camp here. The book was good. Croods was good. It was not the best thing I've ever read. I and if anybody out, if, if I'm costing us listeners, I apologize. It was not my favorite book. I liked the book. Um, I I. But it's very like it's very descriptive, scenic writing, and I'm not. I'm I, That's not for me, right? I'm not. I'm. I need dialogue. <laughs>
1: Oh. And so I see. Um, okay.
0: Um so so while the story itself was good and the book was beautifully written, I need this was more my speed because there was a lot more happening in the conversations, right? right? right. Um but I I was this one it it lived up to the hype for me.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it was okay. so good. It,
0: it was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. a very this was mm-hmm. and this has been a, a lot of people's top choice for the year. Um and it, like not necessarily people I know, but like people on my online groups and stuff. This has been right at the top of our, right with lessons in chemistry.
1: I um I find myself like right after I had finished it or during reading it, mm-hmm. I was always like in my mind, Marcellus McSquiddles. Marcellus <laughs> McSquiddles. <laughs> I love that name. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is such a cool name. And well, the daughter of the owner of the aquarium. Yes, Terry. Um, She was five years old at the time and she named it and he was very irritated because McSquiddles was in there. So it made him seem like he was a squid and he was very offended by that because squids are very low life. Yeah. As opposed to a giant Pacific. Did we get the name of the new one? Yes. She's female. Yeah. And is it Clara? Is it Claire? Clara? I'll find it. It's because it was cute too. Yeah, and so now she's 8 in. years old, right? Yeah. And so she's going to name um the new one too. Pete, that'll be the fun thing you can look for in the book. Right. <laughs> it's right. the cute name it of the replacement right. octopus. Right. So,
0: um so big I gave this one a big thumbs up. Yeah. I really I read it fast. It did not take me very long to get through it. Right. Um even at 350 pages um and it it was wildly entertaining.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Okay. So um, we still have some fun swag to give away. So if you have made it this far in the podcast (laughs) and you um, are interested in a Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline Tumblr. (laughs) They're so cute. Find us on Facebook and drop a comment on our Friday post with. Uh, the the new episode information for episode thirty three, um, and let us know which what was the last book that I Jacqueline mentioned having just finished reading, and then um, you'll get a personal delivery from me or Kelly. Here you go, um, with a fancy new lit with Kelly and Jacqueline tumbler for all of your <laughs> holiday drink <laughs> consumption.
1: All right, so we're gonna be back in January. Yes, with. Uh, so this is kind of a little nostalgic trip here. <laughs> so if you recall, last January we went to Nantucket Island for um Ellen Hildebrand's bucket list weekend. Yeah. So she had a new book that just came out mm-hmm. and it's called Endless Summer and it's like the the endings of a lot of her little stories, like the add ons, right? Yep. There's a bunch of novellas
0: and extra yes. chapters yes. and yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna Go to those. There's an additional like. There's the sixth wedding. Yes, from um twenty eight summers. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And there's summer of seventy nine. And yep. so there's yeah. So these are the extras. So we're gonna read that and sort of reflect. I can't honestly. This is this has nothing to do with the book. How has it already been a year since we went to Nantucket? Is I what I want to know.
1: I know. <laughs> it just like three weeks. We would be three four weeks. Right. Yeah, it's happening in three. Yeah, and you know I'm kind of like. Nostalgic about it just Mm -hmm. a little bit because I don't want to say we got gypped, but we did get gypped for several reasons. One, because we didn't make it there quite when we (laughs) thought we were going to, but and the other one is because things were still a lot locked down, and so we didn't get to experience like the sip and shop and that kind of stuff. So, you know, so when it came up again, oh, you can register, and and I'm like. Yeah, I would like to just to go, but it was just. I think that we're making the right decision, waiting for the Virgin yeah, Islands. I do. I think so too.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's doing. She supposedly she's doing another one on St. John's in the Virgin Islands, and I feel like we've seen Nantucket now. We have. We have. <laughs> Let's go to the Caribbean in January, so we'll we'll right. keep you posted, on listeners, on that one. If Might we decide be to make our way to down get there. to, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you only got to take uh, and, a plane. Well, here's the other thing though. Really anywhere is going to be easier to get to than that trip to it. So, there's that. I this is funny. Um recently somebody posted on the Bucketless Facebook group about how they were going but but they're like, which is the easier way? And I was, like, I was like, I can't even type all this up. Like I'm gonna point you to episode twenty two or whatever
1: of our website
0: or of our podcast so that you can Hear the story and then decide for yourself. Just but, know
1: you're screwed either way. Right. One way or the other, <laughs> it is going to be tough to get to that
0: island. So, best of
1: luck. Right. So, but to anyone who is going to Bucketless Weekend, have a great time. Because I feel like I don't need that stress right now of figuring out how I'm going to get on the, to the island, whether no. I'm going to take that plane or I'm going to take that ferry. No. Mm-mm. Nope. And Both of them stress me out. I, well,
0: and we both know what happened to me on the way home. So, uh, yeah, this is, that's not a, that's not travel I wish to recreate, no. I suppose. At no. least not yet. No. Nope. Maybe someday. Yeah. So, all right, all right. So we'll be back in January with uh, Endless Summer by Ellen Hildebrand. In the meantime, we hope that you're enjoying whatever you're reading and happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. New Year. And we'll talk to you again in 2023. Cheers. Cheers.